0: yo what's going on everybody It's another episode of off the line fantasy football podcast championship week episode 55 i know a lot of people are excited that you're at this point in the season you still got some teams going team or teams going so salute to y'all again my name is eugene you can follow me on twitter at fantasy jeans that's g-e-n-e-s our official twitter page at off the line ff and of course i got my other co-host with me ike how you doing today man how how, how your teams fared this past weekend man uh
1: not great not great i'm doing <coughs> fine you, uh, you know as 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 me as a human being i'm doing great but my fantasy team's uh, they 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 got smashed last week. Uh, you know, out of like five semifinals, I lost four of them. Um, two of them weren't even close. I had no chance. And there's a couple of other ones that you know, you know, kind of came down to the last game to the to the, the to the Chargers Colts game. Mm-hmm. Needed a couple of points here and there, but you know, unfortunately, came up short. So just you know, one redraft championship and then another another championship in the Puppy Three. Which you know I drafted in the summertime, so um, you know we'll see we'll see where I end up end up in that. But those are my only two uh, championship, I guess, games uh, so to speak for this for this year. So what about you?
0: Uh, I am in four championships, uh, and there are my dynasty leagues. Two of them are best ball dynasty, and the other two are lineup dynasty. I know one of them are going for a three P actually, so we'll see how that oh. goes there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but the four that I lost, there was one, uh, I play in my fantasy league with some of the people, uh, in DD destination, Debbie were like, uh, Brandon Ray, um, who else is in there? Scott Connors in there. And then some of the patrons in, and in, in the Heisman tier also, that one's a big one. And I lost that. I was favored because me and, and Brandon were the two top teams in the season and then, you know, I I'll go against a, a team and I get, I get the the digs, Adams, Jacobs, no show games, and Ooh. that bit me. Yeah, Oof. yeah, yeah. And yeah, I we went both. against, I'm trying to, I went against Higgin, uh, no, Higby, uh, McKinnon, uh, who else? I don't know, just a bunch of guys that you just like didn't expect. Oh, uh, Isaiah Hodgins, just guys <laughs> that you didn't, throw. like you just didn't expect the, for them to produce in the way they did, and. They all did and the big my big hitters just didn't show up at all. So
1: Yeah, we, we both happened. kinda took it on the chin a little bit. Uh um, we
0: did. We did
1: kind of took it on the chin a little bit, but you know, I probably probably me more so than you. Yeah. Definitely. Um so you have you have four dynasty leagues that you're in championships in and I have, you know, a couple redrafts that I'm in. So um, you know, that that kind of gives you a little bit of a glimpse on who's the expert in what, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go figure.
1: <laughs> Go figure. And then, you know, just real quick note on the on the on the redraft league, I'm going for my third, third ring out of four years. And obviously you're very familiar with that league because we're uh, together. oh
0: man. Come uh so very stacked team, by the very, way. So very very stacked uh, you, you team. You should win you should win that one.
1: Yeah, but you know, you know, this is fantasy. You're favored by a ton of points, projections aren't everything, and then somebody can yeah. just end up shit in the bed. So uh we'll just we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. But I am pretty confident in my squad. In my squad, yeah. so we'll,
0: we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I I I don't blame you on uh, for that squad for sure. So <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. You know, we'll talk about. It. We'll come back next week and see see what happens, man. So, all right. So let's go ahead and get this thing started. Let's go ahead and recap Prize Picks plays for last week. I went zero two. McKinnon. I mean, they didn't really need much from them. They smashed. Like it didn't. They didn't really have to do too much of anything in that game. They pretty much had that game in hand and. They didn't need McKinnon to do much of anything. And then Foreman, I know I, the uh, I had at first I had uh, uh, over and then I switched it to under. And I I didn't expect I didn't expect the, the Carolina Panthers to just run all over the Lions because of the showings they've had like the last six, seven weeks, and they just that run defense did not show up and that probably cost them a, a, a playoff spot in the in the in the wake of that. So I went 0 yeah. 2.
1: Yeah, and then just a note about the uh, about the the McKinnon line. The McKinnon line, like when 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 we saw it, I was like, it's only fifty one and a half, yeah. rushing and receiving. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I that could have, that should have just, that sh- that should have signaled something to us. But um, because it's, you know, it wasn't going to be a, I guess it wasn't going to be a competitive game. But yeah, I mean, you see McKinnon has been smashed in the last like several weeks. Mm-hmm. Having having a line that low, I mean, he just had over a hundred, you know, over a hundred and twenty plus total yards in the previous game. So, um, but yeah, it was it was very odd to see it that low. And I guess it was a, that low for a reason. Yeah, um, on my on my side, I went one and one. You know, again, seems like I go one and one every week. But <laughs> uh, you know, I'd had Derek Henry over one ten, one ten and a half. Feels like it should have. I mean, he 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 ended up going over, obviously, but feels like you know he he left a lot of meat on the bone so i think he fumbled twice
0: yeah he did um,
1: and you know he only finished with 126 uh only 126 yards against the texans but you know can nonetheless still continue his dominance over the texans and then and then i had step on over eight and a half targets he only had two targets so that was bizarre that was yeah. bizarre so it
0: you know, was a weird game man very
1: very weird a- game it was a run heavy script by the by the um, by the bills and you know i guess you know i i understand because it was blistering cold out there and you know everybody who you know like for instance like justin fields was running he looked very very stiff out there because he was freezing his ass off didn't look like the same guy now he's obviously battling a little bit of an injury but on the bill side though the, you know they it was a run heavy script you know uh Devin Singletary and James Cook I think both had you know close to 100 I know Singletary went over 100 and I think uh James Cook I think barely at 99 yeah barely missed it so that was it was again it was a weird game Josh Allen turned the ball over a couple times um seems like the media likes to ignore his turnovers and talk about <laughs> other people's turnovers but another conversation for another day uh, but yeah I finished one and one, so you know next week hopefully we could, you know finish the fantasy season on a strong note, and then with that, uh, so we'll just go ahead and start just get started with some of these you know real quick, um, reaction takeaways from the semifinal week, uh, week sixteen, starting with some of these playoff playoff studs, man, uh, you know the first one, TJ Hawkinson, like that, you know nobody saw that coming. If you were in tight end premium leagues, he probably put up a fifty burger for you. Over 100 yards, multiple touchdowns. You know, nine ca- thirteen, thirteen catches, thirteen catches uh, for 109 yards and two touchdowns. And you know, obviously, Justin Jefferson continues to do his his thing. You know, another 12 catches, another 133 yards, another touchdown. And so, I mean, if you have these guys, you're probably in the championship. You're probably you know licking your chops. Pretty decent matchup against Green Bay this Sunday. You know, when Green Bay and Minnesota get together. They usually score a lot of points. I know they didn't score. They didn't. They didn't score a ton of points in week one um, or early in the season. But you know, there's a lot. A lot has changed since then. And so, yeah, I mean, they, those those guys, they right out the gate, they cooked. And as we mentioned uh, earlier, Deontay Foreman over 160 60 yards rushing against the Lions' defense, who's been pretty stout um, over the last several weeks. I think since uh, we talked about it pre-show. Since like week nine, they've held their opponents to under what fifty-five, under sixty yards rushing. Yeah. So they've they've been very solid against the running. And then the, the bottom just fell out. <laughs> the bottom just fell out and I actually had the Lions defense in one of my semifinals. <laughs> and they scored minus eleven points. <laughs> minus eleven points. Like they didn't even they didn't even register a sack. They didn't register anything. I don't even know if they got a pressure <laughs> or anything you know, or tackle for a loss or whatever the case like bait that that, you know, the, the bottom completely fell out. And then we had a good old fashioned shootout in Dallas. Uh, you know, Gardner Minshew, you know, tried to go toe to toe with Dak. Um, but he, he turned the ball over multiple times, three turnovers. But he was able to feed Devonta Smith, you know, to the tune of 133 yards and two touchdowns. And 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 then on, on the Cowboy side, you know, CeeDee Lamb proving that he's a number one receiver, 10 for 120 and two touchdowns. You know the Eagles just literally had no answer for him, yeah. and you know the Eagles' defense had no answer uh, for Dak Prescott as he just carved them up up and down the field after that pick six that he threw early in the game. You know, I think in zone coverage, Dak was like a perfect twenty four of twenty four, which is absurd. Yeah, uh, so he just absolutely shredded them. And I think he finished as you know the, the number one quarterback in fantasy. Did he had over thirty fantasy points? Let me ch- double check that. Yep, he was the number one, followed by Jared Goff and Joe Burrow. But yeah, know, um, yeah, So that was that was a, a pretty stellar performance all around in that game. Even AJ Brown went over a hundred yards in that game. Yep, so there was a, there was a lot of a lot of points um, and a lot of a lot of offense in that game. And then uh, the Sunday night game, which we talked about, we didn't really give a damn. <laughs> really <laughs> about. Ended up producing two pretty good running backs, uh two run two good running back performances. You know, James Connor and 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 uh Uncle Lenny. Yep. About to turn back into playoff Lenny again. Yeah uh, both turned out RB1 performances. You know, James Conner, you know, James Conner was the RB three overall, Leonard Fournette was the RB four overall. I and mean, Leonard Fournette had 29 touches. James Conner at 22 touches. So these dudes were producing like they were, you know, like it was, you know, three years ago. And so, you know, so kudos to them. If, you know, you, you rode the hot hand with them in your, in your lineups. You're probably, uh, again, setting your lineups for the championship weekend.
0: Yeah. I will say that those particular two running backs, I have them both in, in one of my, the league that I'm going for the three in. So it was, I was scared because both of them were just like, you no, know, they, it's it's been iffy for 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 Lenny because he's been splitting a lot of work, but it lo- what it looks like is that him and Rashad will split. But once it gets to crunch time, they're just they just lean on Lenny. So I'll I'll definitely take that for sure. Rashad himself had sixteen points.
1: Yeah, he did. You no, know, he was he he had a pretty good game, pretty decent game. Not no, not nearly as many touches, but still had a pretty good game. But the biggest surprise, though, I think that you know from from the weekend. Uh, of, of these games, at least for me, well, I wouldn't say a surprise, but the biggest performance that that's basically flying under the radar is Cam Akers. Cam Akers. 118 yards and three touchdowns against the Broncos. Defense was actually pretty good. The Broncos defense is actually good. And the Rams put up 50. <laughs> Man, wow. I, I didn't I didn't watch a single second of that game because it was the Rams versus Broncos and nobody – no, basically nobody cared. I was I, I was doing something else. I can't remember what I was doing, but wasn't watching that game. And I usually watch a lot of football. I usually love sitting in front of the couch, sitting on the couch, in front of the TV, and watching football. But I didn't watch that game at all. And to to see that score and to see Cam Akers just cook, Cam Akers cooked, and even Tyler Higby had had yeah. a thirty had a thirty piece.
0: Bruh. <laughs> he was. I, I watched pieces of that game, and every time I every time I was looking, it was Higby for. A catch, Higby for a catch. Cam Acres breaking a run. I mean, Baker went twenty four or twenty eight. Like you would have thought he was at Oklahoma.
1: Man, like that's how good he looked. It's crazy, crazy, crazy performances. But
0: yeah, those those are some of the guys that stood out to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all those, man. All those performances stood out for sure. even the the duds even stood out because they hurt me in in some of these matchups I had, but. You no, know, you know, trying to change gears a little bit. Let's talk about some of these quarterbacks that we're seeing in week 17 that are, you know, just kind of out of the mix. And, you know, it could affect our, you know, our, some of our players that we might have going on um, this, this coming week for a championship week. So, I mean, the first one is the Milf, the Milf hunter himself, Zach Wilson. He gets benched. <laughs> it looks like it's curtains for him in terms of playing football in New York because they go back to Mike White. They just, I mean, they're in the mix of making the playoffs and they're just like, yeah, we can't. This guy is hurting us, so man. we can't do it. We can't do it anymore. He looked, I he looked you,
1: absolutely hopeless on Thursday, on yeah, Thursday night game. He,
0: he looked Thursday. lost, like no confidence, nothing, just just kind of just out there.
1: You kind of you kind of feel, lo- you know, a little bad for him because he's he's so young and, you know, so early, so early into his career. But, man, like he has not taken any steps forward at all. None. At all. And he's in the New York
0: media, man, so man, they don't give they, a
1: fuck. Yeah, they're, they're going to eat him up every single time, every single chance they get. Like the first possession, they went three. I think they went three and out or three and
0: out. Booing already.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, like the, the the Jags got the ball first and they fumbled, so the yep. Jets were already set up in the red zone. Yeah, they, they got they set up for points, set up for yep. three uh, three points. Boom.
0: <laughs> and then that's what you heard the rest of the night that's just all booze. you heard it
1: was booze until oh, until strebler came in and then he was instant offense <laughs> he led like a a, a a drive you know he had like picked up like 65 you know yards on a single drive where you know that that was more than all the possessions combined of, of zach wilson um that that obviously that didn't lead to any points but i mean just it, it was just, it was basically seamless for another guy to come in and move the offense. And Zach Wilson yeah, was just stuck in neutral.
0: Yeah. And it, a guy that didn't even look like he wanted to throw the ball on top of that. Like every oh. time you saw him, he was tucking the ball. They yeah, tucking the ball.
1: And, <laughs> he, and if he threw the ball, it was going to be like a short out or a short or short quick, yeah. uh, you know, uh, five and stop. Yeah. You know? So it's a comeback route, just basic routes. I don't think he yeah. pushed the ball down the field even one time. I think he had yeah. like completed 10 passes for like 80 yards. So um, yeah, it was it was all bad.
0: Ten for ninety. Give him. Give no. Actually, you're right. Yeah, nine for ninety two. Oh, let
1: me give him ten yards
0: (laughs) and a pick. Don't forget about that pick either. So yeah, yeah. All right. So, but overall, this is good for if you got any Garrett uh, Garrett uh, Wilson. Will's up. Like you know, Mike White loves throwing to the guy, so you could definitely start him. I'm not sure which tight end because they keep flip flopping them and. You can never guess. So I probably wouldn't play either of those, but Garrett Wilson is definitely somebody that you can, can put back in your lineup and hopefully he shows up for you championship week.
1: And Garrett Wilson and, laid, laid, laid an egg for me in one league,
0: unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And I already knew it was coming. Yeah. I already knew. Even though he got nine targets, but I just knew the shit wasn't going wasn't gonna to work in my favor. Yeah. Next quarterback, Derek Carr. And this is something that's just popped up recent. This is – this Today. is I think this is this is really wild. Uh just seeing him, he's just out the last two games, not injured. You no, know, just told him to go home, rest, even though they're not mathematically ruled out of the playoffs yet. And you just telling your starting quarterback, like, hey, just don't even you know, take vacation early, go to Cabo early, my guy. Yeah. Um, just stepping away from the team is what, what they listed it as, man. We,
1: we know that's BS though. We know that's BS. Yeah. yeah. We, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, it, what's funny is that the backup quarterback Jared Stidham is being basically thrown into the fire next two games, 49ers and Chiefs. Now 49ers <laughs> Yeah. So if you have the 49ers defensive fantasy, uh congratulations. <laughs> uh, and then and then the Chiefs and now the, the Chiefs game, he'll, they probably won't even have anything to play for and obviously it won't matter for us. Uh, but if you're in a league that plays fantasy through week 17 or after week 17 then you should you're in the wrong league. And You should maybe stop playing fantasy. Yeah, but that's another story. That's another conversation. But yeah, that it's gonna be, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a show. <laughs> it's gonna be a show. It's a, it's
0: yeah. A, Would a show. you, w- if you had, you know, some of their weapons like Darren Waller, Adams, are you starting them knowing that Jared Stidham is a quarterback? And it's not like we haven't we've seen the story with Jared Stidham when he was with the Patriots, and it wasn't a good one. So.
1: Uh, but you know, with, with Stidham in the past, you haven't seen a, him throw to a, a wide receiver of the caliber of Devonte Adams, right? So that's true. I think at the end of the day, you still start Devonte Adams because he's Devonte Adams, and he's going to be the most targeted guy in that receiving core. So he's he that's that's where I'd stop though. Like, I wouldn't start anybody else from that team. I mean, you, obviously, you can start Josh Jacobs because he's the primary running back, but. You know, Darren Waller, I, I wouldn't trust him. Hunter Renfro, I wouldn't trust him, and anyone, anybody else, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him in, in my lineups for for this championship week. Yikes! <laughs> All
0: right, uh, the next one, which was also really surprising, and we smelt this a mile away, was the Tua being out this week because of the concussion that he played in what the second half of the the game versus the uh, Green Bay. I remember they showed a stat, the stats in between of when he had the when he. Played without the concussion and the the self, the I guess the after the hit that he fell down and didn't look much of anything. And the, I mean, the, the numbers were just stark in terms of I mean, he threw what nine of like 16, three picks after the concussion. No points, unquote, no points, and lost the game. So look, he's out this week. Bridgewater's the quarterback. I, I know we'll probably talk in the offseason what, what it might look like for Tua's future, speculation wise. Um, so. But in terms of this week, we seen Bridgewater with this offense and it I mean still went according to the plan. So I would definitely be confident in playing your waddles, your your Tyree kills for sure. Um for in terms of passing weapons for sure. So what do you what do you think about, you know, this move that they have with going to Bridgewater?
1: Uh I mean next next man up, right? Next man up. Um, you know, I think you know, if you have any of these wide receivers, like Tua Tyreek, I'm sorry, Tua Tyreek Waddle and Tyreek. Um, you know, you, you 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 still play him. You still play him. You still have confidence that you play him. I mean, Bridgewater last time out. I mean, he had 300 300 plus yards uh, passing, uh, and Ty, and Tyreek Cook too. So I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's fine that he's starting. He's he's more he's more than a capable uh, backup quarterback and, and, and a capable uh, starter in in spot duty. Um, especially with weapons like you know Tyreek and and Jalen Waddle.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. I think the only thing that sucks is that they're playing the New England. Of course, they usually stop you. At least one of those guys won't go off. But on top of that, they're playing in the cold, and we've seen Teddy Bridgewater in the cold, and he just doesn't he doesn't just doesn't operate the same when it when it's cold weather. But you're still gonna play those those studs, so. And, you know, speaking of Bridgewater, we can go in and start and get into our next segment, which is the cap or no cap, you know, the favorite segment of the show where where we list a statement and, you know, Ike lets me know if it's cap or no cap for the people that might not know what cap means. Cap is another word for lying. So if I say the Cowboys lost to the Eagles last week, Ike would say cap. (laughs) All right. So the first statement I got for you, the quarterback we just talked about, you know, that we just saw. The Dolphins rule out two of this week as a concussion, and they're starting Bridgewater. So, would you feel confident in starting Bridgewater in your championship week lineup, cap or no cap?
1: I mean, yeah, I think at this point, um, if it's if it's based, especially if it's a redraft, um, you know, it, it's it's you and the other guy, and everyone else's rosters are locked. and They probably have all the quarterbacks rostered, um, and there's probably not going to be much on the waiver wire. And you can't do too much worse than Bridgewater, especially with the weapons, you know Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, as I mentioned. Um, I, I think it, I think this is no cap. I think you can start him. Uh, he's he's again he's more than capable. You know, 329 yards in his last start against the Vikings, over 20 fantasy points. Um, he's 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 capable. I think I think you can start him over guys like like Carson Wentz or Kenny Pickett or. Yeah, uh, maybe even Brock Purdy. I, I think I would probably start him over Brock Purdy. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 I think Bridgewater is a pretty, pretty decent streaming option.
0: Yeah, I think I concur with you here. I think does I think you can start him. there would be no cap for me. Also, you know, even even Gisecki got in the action. And I think he had scored two touchdowns in that game that he threw over three hundred yards. So, I know Bridgewater likes Stone to the tight end. So, I mean i would I would feel pretty good about it, I know, like I get like i said he's go, he's gonna be playing in the cold versus New England. he tends to p- not play that good in the cold, but he got he got two yak two yak monsters, so just get them the ball and just see what happens honestly, and then you got a good running game on top of that, so yeah we agree there, all right, next one, I trust cam Akers as my r b two for championship week cap or no cap <laughs>
1: no no cap. I mean, have, have you? <laughs> this, this is this is abundantly clear. I mean, of course you, of course you trust cam makers. I mean, have you? Did you see what he just did to a pretty damn good defense this past Sunday or this past Saturday, Sunday, whatever, whatever day Christmas Day was? Um, yeah, of course. Like, why wouldn't you? I mean, the last four weeks, he's you know all, close to seventy percent of the rush attempts. He was the RB one in fantasy, and he's starting to turn up at the exact right time. Basically, just silencing all those doubters that he couldn't come back from an Achilles injury. It's been, and, you know, it's been a rough go of it from, for for those Achilles tendon can't come back truthers, right? It's been a rough go over yeah. the last couple, like especially, you know, taking the double whammy uh, this past this past weekend with Deontay Foreman going for one sixty five yeah. and Cam Akers going for one hundred eighteen and three touchdowns. Double yeah. double whammy for those guys. Uh, and, and kudos, and kudos to those guys, man. Uh, you know Cam Akers and, and Deontay Foreman just cooking. Uh, so yeah, for I definitely trust in Cam Akers.
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm lead no cap to here. Also, I mean he gets the Chargers for Week 17. You know the Chargers have given up the eighth most fantasy points, given up to running backs, and allowed the second most rush yards per game to running backs for in the season. So, I mean wheels up. And on top of that, the Chargers don't really have anything to play for, so you could see a little more rotation. You could even see players not even play. Yeah, man, I'm starting Cam Akers. So, all right. Last one for you. Wide receiver, Brandon Cooks. I will start him this week, cap or no cap?
1: Mm. Only if I don't have any options, I'd probably start him, but um, if if you're starting Brandon Cooks, it means you're benching someone that got you this far right you probably mentioned someone that you know you 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 had a ton of confidence in that's been more consistent on a week by ba- week week to week basis i think it's i think it's slightly capped even though the signs were encouraging when he came back you know you had 26 percent target per out run 27 of the targets um you know basically half of the air yards and end zone targets found the end zone only a, but only had 34 yards receiving i mean it you know it's It's a Texans passing offense, right? I mean, you're not going to expect, you know, gaudy numbers from, you know, from, from that, from that passing offense. And they play the Jags, and we don't know how hard they're going to play. We, they've been a good matchup for wide receivers, uh, as of late. So, with the exception of, you know, Thursday night's game against the Jets, because, you know, you don't have a quarterback to throw them the ball, then it's going to make their lives easier. But for the most part, I think, uh, you know, he has a good matchup, but, I'm gonna slightly lean to cap because of you know you probably have better options at your disposal if you're this this far um, you know playing for a championship.
0: Yeah, I, I believe this is this is cap for for the reason you said. I mean, he's been gone without the last what three four weeks, and then he just comes back this week. I mean, the numbers look good for the first game back, but you, I would assume you have better options in your flex. Than Brandon Cooks, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to it if you got, you know, if you got Derek Henry or, you know, some of these other players like Austin Eckler that who might not play this week, or you know, Aaron Jones who might not play this week. Just it, I think it really depends, but for the most part, I believe I believe this to be no cap also.
1: Yep. Oh. All right, next segment. Talk to me nice, Um, you know, in this segment we always talk about a couple of matchups that we want to, you know, touch on and and attack. Um, First one we want to briefly touch on, Saquon Barkley versus the Colts. Has a pretty good matchup there. They are home favorites by, I think, five and a half point home favorites versus, um, you know, five and a half point home favorites. Uh, The Colts, they've given up the most fantasy points to running backs at basically 37 you know, they just allowed Austin Eckler, you know, to score you know two touchdowns uh, last week, and they give up the fourth most rush yards to running backs at 131 per game. Uh, so you know, th- this is a smash spot for Saquon Barkley, who's you know they you know the, against the Vikings had over 80 yards in a touchdown, looked very explosive on that touchdown run, um, and hell, they even the Colts they allow the most rushing touchdowns with two per game, and so. Yeah, I, I like this matchup a lot uh, for Saquon Barkley.
0: Yeah, that's a smash, and I think I saw a stat where, with ten of the last twelve games he's played, he's had at least fifteen carries, and yeah. I think twenty total touches. So, <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, if you, other- anything, if you don't if you don't feel like if you feel like maybe the Colts could could rise up and and and, and stymie him, just take the over on his carries. Yeah, the over on is, you know, combined carries and targets or combined carries and catches. Uh yeah, that that's probably that that's a safe bet as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then plus the, the Giants are still fighting for their playoff lives, so no they better have every way incentive
1: to give him the ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so the matchup I like to talk about is I mean, it's going to be a couple matchups and it's going to be in that that Lions and Bears game with the highest over/under of this week is Jared Goff versus the Bears. The Bears' defense has given up the most fantasy points per game, so quarterback at 25 per. The last away game that the Bears played, they gave up 308 passing yards to Mike White and the Jets. The Bears are 32nd in total DVOA, 29th in pass and 29th in, in rush DVOA. And we also know that Jared Goff plays better at home than on the road. At home, he's averaging twenty, a little over 23 fantasy points per game, averages two touchdowns and 277 passing yards on every home game they've played. So Jared Goff is definitely somebody I feel confident in playing in. And if you don't want to, you know, maybe you might have, you know, some some running some of the running back options. You could also play the running backs of the Lions. Now I don't know if 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 uh, Jamal Williams is gonna be playing. I know he's he he hurt he hurt himself towards the end of the game last week, but Did you just keep in mind. Uh, I think actually I think he was at least limited today. Now that I think about that so I would keep an eye on that, but the Lions running backs are somebody you can also exploit versus the Bears defense. The Bears have given up the third most rush yards per game at 132, the fourth most fantasy points to running backs at 28.3, and the highest yards per carry at 5.8. So I would feel confident in playing, playing any of Jamal Williams and or De- DeAndre Swift. If yeah, you so
1: have to. Just real quick, yeah, he's not listed on the week seventeen injury report, so he's good. Oh well,
0: yeah, he's good to go. So he's yeah, he
1: sat out. He sat, It's amazing that he sat out in the fourth quarter, and the Lions opted to not give the ball to DeAndre Swift. But hey, yeah. you know what? <laughs> I, I don't want to get worked up again because I, I think because <laughs> every time I see that, it's it's just it's it it just it just drives me crazy seeing him like lose snaps to Justin Jackson,
0: bro. Lose
1: snaps to Justin Jackson.
0: Uh, they they just don't trust him, man. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, um, and then just on the other side of that game, you know, we have the Bears run game versus Detroit Lions, and particularly Justin Fields. Um, I know the last time that Justin Fields played the Lions, this was part of his like his his mini breakout um, where he had like back to back QB one weeks. You know, he had 13 carries, 147 yards, and two touchdowns, and another 167 passing yards, another two touchdowns. Um, in that same game, that was a shootout. It was thirty-one, thirty Lions. And so they're indoors now; they don't have to worry about the elements or the weather. So there's gonna be a lot of points, a lot of running, and I think this there's gonna they're gonna be moving up and down the field in this one. Fifty-two over under. I think it's one of the highest totals of the week. The highest. The, oh, it's the highest. It's it's even higher than Bills in Cincinnati. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, and yeah.
0: Bill Cincinnati is forty-nine and a half.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, the highest total of the week. So good. You know, if you have guys, um, in this matchup in in this, in this game, feel free to, to fire them, fire them all up, fire them all up. don't need us to tell you that.
0: Yep. All right. Let's get to these games, man. Thursday night football Cowboys versus Titans. Dallas is favored by 10, 40 and a half over under, uh, they've already said that Henry's probably not playing. So uh, Haskins will be the starting running back. We know Malik Will- Willis is starting quarterback for the uh, for the Titans, so there's really not much here on the Titan side. Honestly, I don't know what they're going to do. Malik really can't throw the ball; all he can really do his run. Haskins is a plotter. Uh, they, all they have is you know tra- uh, Traylon Burks and you know Chiggy, the tight end, and that's pretty much it. So I'm not really I'm not starting anything <laughs> on the Titan side at all. If yeah. you have them on your roster for a championship week, I would not be looking to start any of those guys. Yeah. And then also um,
1: also as it pertains to Tennessee, they ruled they ruled out a bunch of people um on defense. And so they don't really have much incentive to really push the pedal in this game because yep. next week is for the division title versus the Jags in Jacksonville. Is it in Jacksonville or in, it's it's yeah, it's in Jacksonville. So um they're they're gonna be basically in exhibition preseason mode. Um, but for the Cowboys, the Cowboys have every incentive to to kick the shit out of the Titans because they <laughs> want to put pressure on the Eagles to continue to to, win. to continue to play and to continue to win, uh, because yeah. if they if they if Dallas should take care of business um, uh, on Thursday night, that makes the Eagles want to want to play all their starters against the Saints um, to to lock up the division, because all they need to do is just win one more game. Yeah. But if they somehow lose to the Saints um, and. That back and create another scenario where, where the Cowboys could potentially win the division. Uh, you know, the following week if they lo- if they end up losing again, so um, it's it's going to cause it's going to cause the Eagles to, to play and and Ceedee Lamb probably has a really damn good matchup, especially when, you know Ceedee Lamb has a pretty good matchup. Uh, Michael Gallup, uh, the newly acquired T.Y. Hilton, who had that big catch. Uh, these all these guys are going to have good matchups because you know the Titans uh, to to wide receivers aligned on the you know the perimeter. Of uh, the Titans defense, they rank 31st in touchdown percentage and they are ranked 28th in yards per target. And so that should be an opportunity for you know for Dak to attack to, to attack the boundaries and the perimeter um in this in this game. And then obviously CD Lamb, when whenever he does up out there, he'll he'll attack accordingly as well. So this should be a pretty a pretty smooth sailing for the Cowboys offense. Um, you know, as you know, as we saw, I think in week 18 last year. When they play the Eagles, um, just basically an ex, you know, just an exhibition game and just target practice.
0: Yep, be looking to start Zeke, Lamb, Dak, Schultz, maybe, maybe, probably not Gallup. I mean, if this gets early quick, I wouldn't expect too much of anything. And keep in mind that Pollard is questionable to play this game also. So, so just keep that in mind when you get ready to set these lineups on on Thursday night. All right, so the next one we're going to talk about, uh, we're just going to talk about the the
1: Sunday and Monday games. Uh, just briefly touch on some of the ones that you know kind of catch our eye, and you know, the first one we wanted to just you know get going is the Saints versus Eagles. Um, is Jalen Hurts going to play? The speculation that he is. Um, they got news about Lane Johnson potentially uh, being you know just rehabbing for a couple of weeks and not needing surgery, and so they they may have him. Um, and so. But regardless of who Hurts is playing, the Eagles are probably going to have to, you know, play their starters for an extended period of time in this game. And, you know, just, you know, you you should feel you should feel fine about A.J. Brown, feel fine about Devonta Smith and Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard. So the the typical guys that the Eagles offense is basically funneled through should have no problems um, in in this one or should no no shortage of confidence um, in this one. Um, as it pertains to you know to how to how they're going to run and how how much they're going to play, yeah. Um, the Saints side uh, is basically Kamara and potentially Taysom Hill. I mean, Taysom Hill got some got got a lot of rushing attempts last week. You know, had fifty six yards and a touchdown. And you know, um, we'll have to see if Chris Olave and, and Jarvis Landry are going to end up
0: playing. I think. I think. I think Landry is on IR uh oh, and no. a- Alave was limited in practice this week so he's trying to lean towards practicing this week. I know uh, they got the Shahid guide that oh, they been, Rashid, they've been Rashid, yeah. Yeah, Shahid, that they been they've been leaning on a little bit and then um they also have uh, Johnson tied in Juwan Johnson so in terms of fantasy you know playing on your lineup Camara and maybe Olave, and I think that's it. I don't know if I want to do the Taysom Hill in my my tight end slot, but again, your tight end position might be so you know jacked up that you, you might take a chance. I,
1: yeah. I, At this sense. point, I mean, you could you could just blindly put anybody in there, and they'll probably shoot. yeah yeah. Um, you'll be pleasantly surprised. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, tight end. It's been a dumpster fire this year, man. Um next game, Dolphins-Pats, 42-and-a-half over under. We've already talked about Tua being out and Bridgewater starting. I mean, we've talked about the Dolphins side. You're starting Hill. You're starting You're starting Waddle. You could probably start just, just sicky because of, you know, Bridgewater's tendency to throw to the tight end. Um, In terms of the running backs, I don't know, man. The Patriots' run defense has actually been pretty good this year, so. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I wouldn't feel too confident starting those either one of those running backs. But if he had to, then you know Jeff Wilson would be the one, but I wouldn't feel too good about it.
1: Yeah, and then on the Patriot side, I mean, th- that offense is trash outside of Ramondre Stevenson. And, you know, you can probably put in, uh, you know, Jacoby Myers as someone, you know, he's, he was finally able to get back onto the board last week with a touchdown. But that touchdown was kind of kind of fluky because it was off of a Hail Mary. Yeah. Um, but he still get he still saw some decent target volume outside of that. And so I think that was an encouraging sign. And you know, the Miami Dolphins secondary is beatable, right? So they play a lot of man coverage. And, you know, they there could be some opportunities for big plays from like, you know, a Kendrick Bourne or or Tyquan Thornton, they who have speed. Um, so there's but you know, Mac Jones, you don't really have too much confidence in Mac Jones. Yep. The only thing you really have confidence in Mac Jones to do is to, you know, have a dirty play uh <laughs> so but outside of that uh it's 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 basically stevenson or a bust stevenson and if you if you have jacoby myers in a flex spot then he'd be a good spot a, a good a good start as well but outside yeah. of that you're not really playing anybody from the from the from new england offense
0: yep i agree with
1: that all right next is broncos chiefs uh 45 point total um, you know, what? the one thing we want to see from the Broncos is, you know, what kind of rush are we going to get after that shellacking they took from the Rams <laughs> and just firing their coach? Usually when a team fires their coach the, the following week, I mean, they end up playing, you know, playing pretty well, playing a lot better than they did before. So, um, you know, are we going to have confidence in, you know, Sutton and Judy now? Are we going to have confidence in that offense to actually take a step forward to finish the season on a high note? Um, Russ did play his best game the last time he played against the Kansas City Chiefs before getting knocked out with a concussion um, back in Week 14. So uh, that was a little bit of a, we saw a glimpse of what Rush used to be. Yeah, in that game. But you know, again, we 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 you know, how how are they going to respond after firing the coach? Uh, that's that's the one thing. And you know, obviously Mahomes uh, in that Chiefs offense on the other side. Uh, you know that you know they're they're favored by I think 14 points at home. An arrowhead. And so uh, you know, Mahomes threw for over three hundred fifty yards and three touchdowns, but three interceptions. And I think honestly, in that game, they were just playing, they were just toying with the Broncos, to be quite honest. And Mahomes was just trying new shit. He was just throwing <laughs> random was throwing random uh pop flies. It's like, oh, got picked, oh, got picked. He was just he was just trying to do 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 too much because he quite honestly was bored. Right? He was just bored. Because how much point all the points he was put up. But <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know McKinnon probably a good start, and you know you you're firing up all your regu- all the usual suspects. You're definitely not putting in you know uh, an, an MVS or anything like that. But it's just basically Mahomes, Kelsey, and then and then McKinnon. If you feel good about Pacheco, you can fire him up as well. But it it would basically be Mahomes, McKinnon, Kelsey for me.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. And just keep in mind, Judy did pop up in the injury report today. Something happened at practice today. So, oh boy. Hopefully he's not. <laughs> hopefully he's not too serious. Uh, but on the I mean on the Bronco side, uh, you're probably not playing Russ. You're probably going to play Judy and or Sutton, depending on the the Judy news. And I think that's pretty much it. I don't trust. I don't trust uh, Latavius. I don't trust Mac. I don't trust it. Edmonds, that whole conundrum was a mess this past weekend. Uh, I don't know what tight end they're going to throw to I'm not sure. Dolchich is going to be ready to go, but it's not really too much I want on the on that Broncos side. The next game I want to talk about is the 49ers and, and Raiders real quick. I know we talked about the Raiders side in terms of who we want to play, pretty much Adams and Jacobs and probably no one else, with Jared Stenum playing at quarterback. But the 49ers side, I know the 49ers have still got something to play for. They're going to be trying to play for that. They they have a chance to get to the two seed, depending on how things fall in front of them. And they'll possibly get Debo back this week too. So mm. that should be very interesting to see all these different weapons on the field at the same time. I know the last time, uh, I mean, when we when we seen them without Debo has been pretty much the Kittle and Mac show. So it should be interesting to see if you know some of the. Kittle touches or opportunities kind of drop a little bit because of Debo's back. So I wouldn't be, in terms of playing any of these players, I mean, you're going to play, you're playing Kittle, you're playing C-Mac, you're probably playing IU. (sighs) It's kind of tough with Debo because he's been out the last three weeks. And if you've made it to this point, then you probably got something adequate, but that's kind of tough. What would you do? What do you think about Debo this week? Uh, I mean, I think if
1: he's I, I think if he's in there, you play him. You you, know, you 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 play you play your studs. Now you have to be really confident and really really like hone in on some of the reports about you know if he's gonna play a, you know limited snaps and 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 whatnot. But I, I would I would play him. Um, I would play a guy of his caliber in there um, because you know he's one of those guys like if you bench him and he goes off. He yeah. wouldn't be able to live, especially on championship weekend you wouldn't be able to basically live with yourself so he's he's one of those guys that can basically tip the scales um in your matchup um, on any given week especially on the most important week of the season so if he's if he's active if he's, if he's healthy you play him that's that's just me i i would do it
0: yeah I, I, if it was me i think i would have a a a decision to make i the the 49ers are favored by 10 and you and I just name all those different weapons. I think the only game that he's played with all of them, I think he had four catches for forty three yards and a fumble. So it's it. Yeah, I think it will be tough a, a tough decision for sure.
1: Next game we want to touch on really quick: the Vikings-Packers, forty eight and a half um, over under. And you know this is probably going to be the funnest game of the weekend. Usually a lot of points between the Vikings and Packers. Yep. Um, you know, we'll we'll have, you know, the you know, Aaron Rodgers, who did miss practice with a knee injury this week uh, today, but you know, he he misses practice all the time and isn't playing, so it's not really a big deal. Um, you know, the, the Vikings defense is weak. They prove to be weak every week. Um and you know, they're always a good matchup and their wide receivers will have will will have a will have a, a pretty good time um out there, even in the elements. Now we we'll have to keep a wa- keep an eye on uh, what you know, Christian Watson. I'm not sure if he practiced this week or practiced so far this week. I don't uh, think he has. Yeah, he hurt his hip on 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 Saturday uh, against the Dolphins and missed the entire second half. But that, that leaves Alan Lazard, leaves Randall Cobb, uh, leaves Toure number 83. He may have a role in this game, but you know we want to see what's going on with Aaron Jones because you know again he's he's always it's always out there uh, minimal snaps which i don't understand you don't you you there there were times where i was watching that game Aaron Jones and Christian Watson were off the field and this was like before we knew anything about injuries about the injuries that they were that they were dealing with but there's, there's there should be no reason why your most explosive players should be on the, on the on the sidelines uh, unless they were really really hurt Um, So we'll have to watch, we'll have to monitor um, Aaron Jones's, you know, practice participation this week and see if his workload is going to be compromised again um, on championship weekend. Um, So, but what about the, what about the Vikings
0: side? What do you have on that? So the Vikings are in the cold. This is potentially prime time for Well, quote unquote, prime time in terms of the slot wise, but this is a prime time game for the Vikings. This is a way for them to keep the Packers out of the playoff race. In the Vikings, the show that we own Aaron Rodgers this year. But let's keep in mind that it's going to be cold. Kirk does not play good in the cold. Also, the games, Justin Jefferson, two away games that he's played against the Packers in his career so far, has not fared well for him. I think he's, I think last year they uh, lost 37 to 10. He only had six for 58 and a fumble, I believe. And then the game in 2020, his rookie season, he was three for 26. So yeah, they're gonna have to figure out a way to to keep to keep Kurt warm and to figure out a way to get Justin Jefferson the ball. But keep in mind, week one he killed them, like we talked about. He went nine for one, one eighty four and two touchdowns. So and I, cooked. I, yeah, he cooked them. I think they they kept putting him in the slide. And when they didn't have him in the slot, they didn't really have Jair Alexander uh shadowing him. So he killed he killed whatever coverage was in front of him. Um, so but in, keep in mind, like we said, it's 48, 48 and a half over under. We're starting Hawkinson because he's been killing. We're starting Jets. I mean, you're probably gonna start Kirk. we very yeah, low.
1: yeah, you're you're starting him because yeah. defense. I mean you saw what you saw what two was doing to their defense.
0: Yeah, I, I know, oh, but yeah. I just I know I, but I've seen Kirk in these spots, and it's never failed well. So, reluctantly starting Kirk, you're starting Cook, and you're probably not starting anybody else. I know Thielen, he hasn't really done much of anything. He's, he's, hit or, he's hit or miss. Yeah, I'm not sure if I want to do that. And the last game that we want to talk about, the last Monday night football game of the year, of course, they give us a doozy with the Bills versus Bengals. Two teams that are, you no know, really fighting for that top spot. I know, I believe that the Bills have to keep winning because of the Chiefs are, have, share the same record, and the, the Bengals are right under them too. So a uh, very important matchup this week, 49-and-a-half over-under, so that we're expecting a lot of points in this one. I'm expecting a lot of points. I mean, I know the Bills' defense theoretically is good, but they're really not. You can pass on them, especially when they can't get a pass rush. I know the Bengals lost Lyle Collins, who's been pretty good for them this year. So it should be interesting to see what they do blocking-wise. On the Bengals' side, I, I believe Hayden Hurst is supposed to be back this week. Uh, I also be- I didn't. Did Tyler Boyd play this past week?
1: Uh, I, don't, I I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think he did. I don't think he did.
0: I don't think he did. Uh, but I, if he did, not I know I keep hearing stuff that he might he might be playing this week. So we'll see. No, actually, he did play. He did play. He played oh. half the snap. So yeah, he's already. I guess he's already back. Um, from that finger injury, so never mind. So it's weird because I didn't think he played, but because you keep saying uh, – I kept saying Erwin, uh, he scored two touchdowns, so it was interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah
1: he had he had three for 21.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So Bengals have all their passing weapons back this week, so I'm starting – you're starting Burrow. You're starting Chase. You're starting Higgins. You're starting Hurts. You're starting Mixon. Uh, yep. You're probably going to start Boyd also, so pretty much starting everybody for on the Bengals side.
1: Yeah, and you know this this game is going to swing a lot of uh, a lot of fancy matchups, especially in you know in in daily in, in DFS, especially in all these you know these tournaments, these best ball tournaments. Like this is going to be the game of the probably the game of the year uh, because you know again it's like they save the best for last and. You know, it's it's gonna have like all of the all the guys you rode with. You, you know, you have your Josh Allen, you have your Stephon Diggs, you got your Jamar Chase, you got your, you know, your Chase Burroughs, Higgins, Chase Burrow, Higgins stacks. You got your Allen and Diggs stacks, right? I mean, you, it's it's got everything you need, everything you've wanted, and everything that you've basically everything that you've. Grinded for for the last 17 weeks comes down to this game, so it's going to be a huge, huge game. Um, you know, for for to decide a lot of championships, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Who you starting? You starting everybody? Yeah, of course. I mean, we don't need we don't need people. To, we don't <laughs> need to tell people to start
1: Joe Bur- uh Josh Allen or Devin Singletary or J- <laughs> Stephon Diggs. We don't. We don't. Of course, you're starting everybody in this game that you that you have. If you have a player rostered um from each of these teams a fantasy viable player from each of these teams you're you're putting them in the lineup. but you know we we don't need to tell the audience that they should already know uh because if they're if they've gotten this far with Gabe Davis they've gotten this far with Diggs, they've gotten this far with all these guys right you're 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 putting them in your lineup because there's gonna be a lot of points in this game
0: yep yep I agree with you there and on that note we are at the end of the show championship week so Before we get y'all to, before we get out y'all's ears, just make sure y'all go to Destination Devi Radio wherever you listen to your podcast. You know, hit that follow button, rate us five stars for wherever you can do that. Share with your friends. You know, comment wherever you can. Let us know. Give us thoughts and feedback. And as we get into not the fantasy playoffs but the actual real playoffs, where where you're, you know, you playing different kind of contests playoff contests or whatnot. So, or anything you might want to hear during the offseason in its totality before we get we get into the you know draft season and into the off season getting ready for the next year. So Fridays, aka as all all gas newsletter drops 701 a.m. You can find that on the Destination Debbie on Twitter. Or you can just subscribe to it if you find that link anywhere. I know I usually post it. I know I post it. So anybody under Destination Debbie umbrella somebody's posting it just click subscribe you know and get locked into what we got going on so you got anything ike right, before we get up out of here uh good luck to everybody um that's playing in
1: championships you, if you got lineup decisions make the best one and cr- continue crushing your leagues if you're in any of these best ball tournaments good luck to you um i hope you win i hope you get these dubs uh, and, uh, you know, we appreciate y'all, you know, tuning in to, uh, you know, to us, you know, shoot the shit about fantasy football for the last 17 weeks. Um, hopefully a lot of the stuff that we've conveyed to you guys has helped you get this far uh, to, you know, potentially win the championship.
0: And on that note, we'll be back with y'all next week. Hopefully we hear some good news here. For, hopefully I can tell everybody some good news in terms of winning all four of my potential championships. Hopefully I can get get some doves and we have something to talk about so until then y'all get some w's man y'all be safe
1: peace